in a format where people try to always be right, we're comfortable being mostly wrong. Mostly Wrong, a miscellaneous media podcast covering a variety of topics, including, but not limited to, TV, movies, books, comics, games, and anything else we happen to be interested in from week to week, uh, or month to month, as it would be in this case. We will most certainly discuss spoilers, so proceed at your own risk. Well, uh, tonight I am joined by, for the first time in a while, both Ryan. Hello. And Mark. Hello. (laughs) So meek. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's been, been a, a little while, bit man. it's been a little while but we definitely have stuff to talk about so we'll just dive into it and since mark loves it let's get into some miscellaneous stuff that you've gotten into since the last time we talked <laughs> yeah um, like a lot <laughs> yeah. we've watched a lot of shows clearly right, since the last time we talked um <laughs> so let's hear your thoughts so I, i'm not gonna go too heavily into them but um, we watched the show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's uh, Outer Range on it's, Amazon Prime. Yeah, J- Josh Brolin, right? Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's on our it, list. It's basically like a yellow, like Yellowstone meets Lost. So hmm. that's what that's Stephanie. Stephanie found it. She's like, we need to watch the show, so she suggested it to us. So there you go. Yeah, uh, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, sweet. Um. We've also, I can't remember if I told, uh, talked the last time we talked. Did I mention Halo? Well, anyway, we, we've we been watching Halo. That's on my list. What's Halo? And, and we've I've been never heard of Halo. <laughs> <laughs> How do you Halo? Why is Halo? <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, I, I, I don't care that he takes his helmet off. I think it's better for it. Yes. To be honest, it's, it's yeah. just like a, a coy hollow mystery you know yeah. what's he does he have a face what's his face it's like a guy right. he's a face he's a right. cyborg robot right and right. i think it also avoids the pitfall of like comparisons to the mandalorian especially since right. like the first episode leans heavily into him and a child you know right. yeah right. have you watched any of but it ryan not a single episode so okay. i have no idea what you're talking about well i'll just say that it does a really good job world building Mm-hmm. Um, more Jennifer's so liking it, games. and she has no connection to it whatsoever. Yes, yeah, Sarah's liking it. We're three episodes in. It's like a, it's a solid sci-fi show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the special effects are really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, when you have Steve, Steven Spielberg as your executive producer, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, the suits look incredible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I it's I have nothing but good things to say. About How far it. into it are you? Uh, we're current. You're current? So, okay. I've only, yeah. We're only in the third episode, but we're liking it. You know what? But I will say one thing I don't like, and this is not a spoiler whatsoever. I get real sick of fake alien languages and protracted scenes because it's always the same style. It's always that 
fake Klingon guttural like snorting like and like this just emphatic acting over just fake bullshit I like it better when they like start and then like somehow fade over to English I'm sure you've seen that before they did that yeah. like so this isn't a made up language but like in the hunt for Red October have you ever noticed that technique that they transition yes. from Russian to English yeah, I just yeah. like that that in uh, what is that that with um the thirteenth warrior or something like yeah. that, where he learns their language. That was a really cool basically... way to mechanically show it to it in the movie too. Yeah. yeah, but it's like I don't mind it when it's an actual language, but I get so tired of the fantasy ones because it's like five minute long scenes of them in the you know the alien the covenant just like snorting and haw hawking at each other, and it's like okay, we get it. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it, it, it's minor, but I've like taken to muting it while they're doing it because it's like it, it gives you nothing. So, but they did a really yeah, good job. You can just read it if you're reading the subtitles. That's what like, I'm saying. You, you like it, miss right. nothing, literally nothing. I think they did a really good job with the special effects on the Covenant too. Oh yeah, they look like their right faces are so uncanny. Game. You know, they're yeah. very creepy looking. They're like like right people. out of the game. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, all the weapons are right out of the game too. Sound so. effects like there's even an overshield like sound of yeah. it, like overheating Ooh. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's but good. It's good. It's really good. I think you're um, like anybody that's a super fanboy um, is doing themselves a disservice because they want it to be the game and it doesn't need to be. It just has the cool trappings. Anyway. As long as there's a Halo and a and a Master Chief, <laughs> that's all you need, and so, then you can fill in the story that way. It doesn't have to be inspired by in, yeah, inspired by the game. I mean, that's all you really need. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, we we finished Picard season two. Still still good. Um, yeah, I mean, like the I would say the like I haven't I haven't seen many of the Star Trek, but like like on the the CBS or the Paramount Plus now. But mm -hmm. I've heard that the production value, like it's like basically Star Trek's back. You yes. know that they've yes. done. You know, I would a agree. Really good having job. having yeah. seen all four seasons of uh, Discovery, Discovery, also yeah. all two seasons of Picard, and now yeah. the first this... episode of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. It's is that the is that the animated one? No, that's below this is the one. Okay. This is uh this is the following Commander Pike, and okay. his five year mission. Before that was Kirk. the first one, right? What's the animated one? Below the, the below decks or something. Below, below deck. deck. Yeah, is that a is that like a like it's a pure it's, comedy? It's, to, it's more like it, it's, it's adult. It's adult. There's also a Nickelodeon Star Trek one that's more for kids. I oh, I didn't know about that. That's one. called that. I forget what that's called. But anyway, um, moving on. I f we finished Moon Knight. Now, did you did you finish Moon Knight yet, or have you, not yet? Like, I'm not super into it, but what? I didn't. I'm not super into it either. Like that many episodes. So, so like how, how many did you make it? Um, I made it to the episode where the Steven persona uh, does the like gentleman suit, you know, like the suit suit with the mask. Well, they're all masks, but it looks like well, a tailored suit. Do you remember suit. what episode, like episode number? Did I think it's like three. Four? Three or four. Okay. Watch till through four. I plan on it. I plan on it. Jennifer wasn't super into it on any level, so it makes it more difficult yeah. just to watch. I, I, try, I tried to like tell you that this was very similar to wanda where and unfortunately for it it is like wanda it's episode four and this ep this series it's episode four i hadn't written it off at all i was still planning yeah. on it so like i'm gonna definitely watch it i just haven't yeah. gotten into it because of the other things i've watched so yeah uh, no, yeah it 
it basically from four to the end it's do you agree mark yeah i agree yeah yeah um moving on and getting away from sci-fi um and fantasy uh hacks we started watching hacks on uh hbo max the one with um uh smart what's her name gene Uh, smart gene smart yeah is there's a season two, right? I yeah, just saw the advertisement literally today for that. <laughs> yeah, so we, and we just literally started the first season. What's season one about? She's like a veiled, like an She's a Vegas... comedian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we, Stephanie and I, we did watch season one, and we really enjoyed season one. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're really comedian. enjoying it. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah. it's really good. I like so. her though. She's she's one of those people that's good in anything she does. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and, uh, and they do some the... pretty interesting de aging on her for like some of the scenes from like <laughs> yes. uh, her history. Because um, she gets a um, what do they call the Vegas? It's a um, she gets Resident. a uh, lounge show residency. Lounge... Okay, a, resi- a residency. Yeah, she gets yeah. a Vegas residency. So yeah, it's really good. Uh, Sarah started watching Gentleman Jack and and had me uh, start watching it too. And what is so it? we started it over. It's on HBO. It's about it's a period drama, uh, and it's about um, uh, oh God. Her last Gentleman name's Jack. Lister. She's a um, probably the first documented uh, lesbian. Okay. From the eighteen eighteen thirties in uh, New in England. Okay. So it's about her and her. Um, she kept a diary, um, which is where all the history of her about her comes from. But she had it in like code, and it was later deciphered once it was discovered. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a way uh, the show is taken from that diary. And you think and it's pretty of, interesting? Yeah, it's good. It's really okay. good. Um. Then we watched the dropout on Hulu about the Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Yeah, did you finish it? Uh, yes, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So um... I went on a huge deep dive with her. Like I watched the uh, the uh, the actual documentary they have yep. on HBO called The Inventor, and um, while watching that, and man, I because I this was going she on. Amanda Seyfried, she did a really good job. With, I think, uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, it's it's really good. Um, I, can't, yeah, I can't recommend that enough. And then now for my weird movie uh, of the list. Um, yes, Sarah I like I, your de- I like your description of Willem Dafoe. We, um, Sarah and I watched this. Um, I was talking to her about the witch. And I said I was kind of intrigued by his other movie that he did after The Witch called The Lighthouse mm-hmm. because of the way it's shot and everything. And um, and it is, again, just like The Witch, shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has a good eye for cinematography and and all that stuff, all that stuff that goes along in it. Um, but man, is it weird. It's got Robert Pattinson, too, right? Yeah, it's basically Robert Pattinson and William Defoe. They're the only actors in the show. Um, and it all takes place on a deserted island out in the middle of the Atlantic with a lighthouse. Yeah. And, and them kind of going basically crazy William Defoe, and having fever yeah, visions and Exactly. It's it's kind of like yeah, it's exactly that. It's like uh 
what happens to people who are un- dis- stranded and isolated and uh, start going mad be it with boredom. Mm-hmm. But um, they're only supposed to be there for four weeks. So they're only supposed to be there for a month. Three-hour tour. But at some point, uh, there's a massive storm and you start to lose track of time as the viewer too you have no idea actually how long they have been on the been here mm-hmm. um and weird weird shit starts happening um but william defoe plays a crotchety salty sea team guy <laughs> he's, a, he's on that? verge of being a pirate without being a pirate right. um but uh, uh yeah there's like there's so, so many this, audible farts that true... he does in the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying there's a farting William Defoe. Farting William Defoe. Like, <laughs> at one point, Robert, Robert Pattinson gets so frustrated and like flips out on him for farting. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> But um So you said this is a different side of Robert Pattinson. Yeah, um, because okay, so to be honest with you, the <clears throat> you know, other than the Batman, mm-hmm. I I've not seen anything with Robert Pattinson in it. Um, so watching the Batman where he's just emo and goth the whole way through and only just basically one, he's only got like one emotion throughout that entire movie Mm -hmm. to see him go from, uh, see him go through all these different ranges of emotions. It actually kind of, uh, uh, elevated, my opinion of him as an actor mm-hmm. even though the movie was weird and the writing was weird i think the acting and the the cinematography was excellent i could totally see why this was a oscar nominated right back you gotta take a call um but i don't know if i can recommend it again that's the thing. Right. <clears throat> I think of the two of us, I'm the most likely to be open to it. I liked this better than The Witch. If I had to pick the two, I would watch this over The Witch. Okay. Um, but I don't know that I could tell anybody to go watch it. Like, I don't really know <laughs> if I could suggest it to you or Ryan or anybody else. It's just, you know, it's really weird, but really well done movie (laughs) (laughs) well no i can appreciate that and didn't he do was it the green knight or is that no he he just came out with the northman the northman okay yeah and it just released like uh a month ago i think is that on streaming yet no no but i do want to see it because i feel i've heard that this is more of a um more of a movie movie than his other two movies right, more of like a traditional story <laughs> right right um but then i also heard there's some cgi dongs so <laughs> so you're definitely in <laughs> um but the cool thing is is that so he really did his again did his research and mm-hmm. uh because it's set in the 1800s he they basically used lenses like they had to go out and find lenses that were circa early 1900s that they had that they put on these cameras hmm. to get it to look like a film that was shot in the 1900 early ni- early 1900s okay so it has that look 
and it's like it's not four by three so it's not like a square right it's 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 a rec thin like rectangle it goes from top to bottom there's no bars on the top no bars on the bottom but there's two thick bars on the left and the right hmm i didn't even know that oh, i'd never heard anything yeah. about that aspect ratio yeah I, so i can't remember what aspect ratio it is but it's a uh it's 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 not one that's commonly used right <laughs> is it a is there anything with like the frame rate or anything does it look like a regular uh, 30 frames it does it's shot with modern technology or 24 but the lenses frames. right it's and then they use i guess they use some digital enhancement to kind of give it that graininess mm -hmm. that the old movies had the film grain <clears throat> yeah okay. but um but yeah no like i said <laughs> i was really curious well, about it i just you know it's one of those things that it looked super weird so i was just like do i want to waste that? will it be a waste of time but it's only an hour and 47 minutes so it's right. not too much of a commitment so without like spoiling it or anything i mean is there a narrative to it other than like two guys stuck in a lighthouse like or is let, let's put it this way is there like a beginning middle and end or is it just kind of like a slice of a slice of the experience, I guess, or is that spoilers? If you answer no, there's that. a beginning, middle, and end. Okay, it starts off with them arriving. Okay, on the island. Is there a um, definitive end? Debatable. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> that tells me what I need to know. That's fine. Uh, You're not unselling me because of that. I just was curious. Yeah, it's like the the witch is ending was kind of like you know was that really a really ending or was that the witch what was, was that troubling for me yeah you're probably not going to be as troubled with this it's just uh um like i said it's just really weird right so welcome back um are you okay yeah welcome i'm back, back. so no, yeah i mean security company okay so yeah i uh that's pr watched a lot of stuff i'm sure i'm missing some stuff that we've watched that seems like um, plenty <laughs> <laughs> way too much I, I you know i know i missed the last like 30 seconds or whatever but it's way too much <laughs> we were just he was expounding on the lighthouse so you really didn't miss a oh. ton um okay well i guess one thing oh that's me i have to share something uh, oh yeah i, I want to hear about your severance watch <clears throat> did you watch it ryan oh yes um we uh tried it think, started it what yeah we watched the first episode and we would get what so we no, we like it we <laughs> he's acting like we're attacking show. him we're just like sitting here silently you're like but no we're well, not. I, was, <laughs> I was about to attack him just like we're so into the shield that like we want to finish it because it's okay. so good no it's fine okay. like that's fine yeah we'll allow I was gonna it say, if you stop watching severance for like other reasons other than like another show no, we it's have basically a, a, a more dominant show is taking our watching space right okay. now mm -hmm. and we'll get okay. back to severance when we finish the shield okay so. we forget all right you. all right yeah maybe now shut up <laughs> shut up mark yeah it depends like really on uh stephanie's tolerance for super weirdness and the show is super weird no Did like you make it got... all the way through Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was okay. Like, is it the whole season has been released, or the whole series? The whole first yeah. season, yeah. The whole first season. Okay, all right. And yeah. they have announced that there's a second season. I mean, coming. there better be that season finale was a mind I know. blower. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, 
this isn't spoiling anything, but like the pure tension I haven't experienced in a long time on a TV show. Like yeah. I was like on the edge of my seat, like freaking out. I um, know. But there's a kind of slow burn, and it's extremely bizarre. So okay. if it doesn't, but in hook, a good way, I think so. I agree. But well, I mean, but since she's excited for the next season of Westworld coming, so like right. she's been like, you know, that's June 26, I think. Yeah, I still oh, wow, need to I catch can. up on that. I I still yeah. only on the first season. The the last season was kind of a like two was two. kind of yeah. I liked three it, better than two. Yes. So like two went and then three is up and so hopefully you know four will be pretty good. But three is completely different than the other. Yeah, but three ended on a really on a much better high note than two did, yes. I think. And so it's like setting up for a really good season four. Okay. So. I didn't realize it was it, coming out in June. I'm gonna to have to rewatch that. Yeah, it's it's got like it's got that kind of weirdness that that kind of that like that that it, it had a similar kind of vibe in the first episode of Severance where I was like, I think I could really get into. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely mysterious. Yep. Um, well, yeah. Other than that, I've been reading, um, but my mind's blanking. I forgot to write it down. So. Oh, I've been reading. Ah, that was another thing. Ah, in your I, face. <laughs> in my face. I started reading again. Did you read right. read or did you audiobook? Audiobook. <laughs> There's no shame in audiobook. I just wanted to make the clarification. People still consider it reading, so. Yeah. Uh, Sarah's got me reading a series, and I, I, I just started uh, the first book. It's uh, Rivers of London series by Ben Aronovich. Nope. Um basically it's a um it's a noir style mystery thing the guy the guy is a cop in london and um there's uh it involves wizards and magic and all that good stuff what a cliche you are in modern day london (laughs) yeah i've been reading a book called uh, the lies of Locke lamora it's part of the gentleman bastard series and it's like a a fantasy (laughs) Type That's thing. A mouthful. Yeah, it's just about this super charismatic, like, uh, Master. thief, master thief. And, uh, it jumps back, backwards and forwards through time, like showing his formative years. And there's, like, a compelling narrative, like a political narrative. So it's good. It's just kind of like a really well written fantasy, steampunky type of thing. Oh, okay. But, um, I guess other than that, I can't remember anything else. I've been reading a lot of comic books. And outside of that, um, I think the thing we all have in common is uh, the multiverse of madness. Yep. Mm-hmm. So as of this recording, it came out last week and uh, we all saw it over the weekend roughly. And let's just start with like, uh, Ryan, your overall thoughts without getting into spoiler territory or any specific story beats. I mean, I, I, I was, I thought it started out really strong. Like it basically literally jumped into the movie and just like it kept running and i i felt the pacing like the the last few movies other than eternals really have just had really good pacing and um this one i didn't really have any problems with it i you know i looked down at the end of the movie and i was like oh it's only two hours like i i I, it flew by like it just Mm -hmm. went by really quick so i thought it was crafted really well so So, total thumbs up across the board oh yeah so yeah this is like 
um like probably in my like top 10 you know like it's in the upper echelon of the mcu movies like it's really really good definitely better than the the first doctor strange by a long shot yeah 100 percent. so mark overall yeah. thought um i really enjoyed it um they need to get sam Raimi to to do more mm-hmm. yeah i to be honest with you though was, I was this nervous. his first one was this, this his was first, his first one MCU? MCU. Yeah, okay. he, first he obviously MCU. did the Spider-Man movies, so... And that's why I was worried. Um, why? Well, looking back on those movies... Um, they're not as rainy the, as they could be. Despite they're not... Well, that... Not so much that. They're just not as good as like what MCU has, has been putting out. You, um, if we had a wide viewership or listenership, you would get slaughtered right now for that. Yeah, I would disagree. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily disagree, <laughs> but like the prevailing opinion is like they are beloved classics. I'd say okay, the, uh, the second one, the Spider-Man Two, is uh, on par with MCU quality. Mm. When's the last okay. time you watched it? Um, when was the last time I watched it? It's been a while. I don't know. Okay. Well, and, and, I mean, I guess when I think the, about the it, I think about has a lot of, first thing the that second comes one to has mind, a lot of Raimi's. It's got to like zoom ins and, you know, well, yeah, yeah, technical okay. stuff. Right, right. Um, I think when I, here's the problem, and this is probably a me thing. Um, whenever I think back to those movies, I, the first thing that comes to mind is dancing, um, goth, emo. We talked um, about this, didn't we? But about the, about the intent of that scene and how it's right. kind of like been misconstrued. Um, I don't like well, it either, and I don't like the movie overall. But that was Peter Parker, a loser's idea of what cool is. So it's cringy on purpose because he thought that was cool, and it's not cool. And that's right. I know we've had this conversation. It's like overblown in a way. Like, yeah, it's a bad scene, and it, it's like if you make something bad and succeed, how are you supposed to react? You know, like it's kind of a tricky thing. Like this is supposed to kind mm-hmm. of suck because we wanted it to suck and we're like well yeah but i didn't enjoy it because it sucked but we did a good job at it right and it's like uh <laughs> yes <I don't> see. <laughs> okay we could we could debate how good or not good or the those movies were mm-hmm. but the other thing i side with you mark was... i think you're taking the wrong way but i like the modern movies much more than the old ones yeah Three. but yeah. his wizard of oz movie wasn't great I never saw that. It looked very bland. Um, from Wiz- Wizard of Oz movie. Yeah, he did one yeah. like the origin story of the Wizard of Oz and like how he ended yeah. up there. It had Ju- uh, uh, Franco in it. And, um, I've uh, never heard of this. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. Google it now. Yeah, I mean, so his horror stuff I've always loved. Drag like, me to uh, hell. Drag me to hell. His Evil Dead stuff. Even Dark Man back in the day. I, I liked. loved Dark Man. Liam Neeson, man. <laughs> he's making another one, by the way. Really? He's making Dark Yeah. Is he getting Sam Liam Neeson back? I don't know. I don't know if he's uh, doing that or not. Um, but I read that Sam Raimi's wanting to do that and do another one. But, so, go ahead. So I was pleasantly surprised and extremely happy that there were some uh, real evil dead slash army of the darkness vibes especially that movie. third act like the yes. third act was like pure evil dead it's like evil dead 4 <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> exactly and 
I I really enjoyed the movie from start to finish. I mm-hmm. thought everything about it was great. Um, I even liked Danny Elfman's non-Danny Elfman uh, score for this. It's, yeah. I wouldn't have known it was Danny Elfman if I hadn't already known that going into it that it was going to be him or until I would I didn't even know it was until today. Like I heard somebody else talking about it and like the music was good, really? but I would have never pegged it for Danny Elfman. Yeah. You I thought it was instantly recognizable as Danny Elfman. Interesting. Well, <laughs> I think I, I'm so used to like this very over the top Beetlejuice yes, or um, right, Edward Scissorhands right. style. Right, exactly. There, there was there was something about it that just like, um, yeah, and and, and it might have just been um, his. He's always paired with Sam Raimi. That it was like. A no, uh, like a, a known that it was like, oh, this is Danny Elfman. Like it's hmm. kind of like a something happened, and I was like, oh, he's always with, you know. I just it was kind of a known quantity type thing, okay. right? And so it was just kind of like an association, and so like something might have happened early on that like some beat or something, and uh, and then and I knew. So like <laughs> it, it wasn't something that I don't know that like i'm not some savant or whatever but for my part like <clears throat> even Raimi's involvement was something i was aware of but i wasn't excited for because other than drag drag me to hell which is was what like 15 years ago now or something crazy mm-hmm. hold I, on i got the page pulled up i have <laughs> Two, 2009 okay it's close i hadn't seen anything in so long he kind of became a non-ended i didn't know how relevant he was as a director anymore and um so I had no expectation. He hasn't directed much. Yeah, not lately. And yeah, I guess total. And I actually really think about it. It yeah. So drag me to hell. Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm-hmm. Something called Rake on TV. Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. The Black. The, the Black. I don't even know how to say this. Oh, it's a short. Um, Fifty Stages of Fright, and then Doctor Strange. So like, it's really yeah. not much since Drag Me to Hell. But the yeah. thing was, like, when I was younger, like in our early 20s, I was obsessed with Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and really loved his movies. And it just, like, one of those things that fell off. It's kind of like, I thought maybe I'd outgrown it to to an extent. Like, a good example of me outgrowing something. Not outgrowing, but, like, I don't like it to the same extent was, like, Kevin Smith movies. I loved Kevin Smith when I was a teenager. I, for the most part, can't go back to those anymore. It's like a moment <laughs> in time, and I'll always yeah. like cherish that I loved it then, but I can't sit through any of his movies anymore, you yeah. know? And I was worried that that would be the case, but like he's he's got his quirks, but the, the things I like about it is eccentricities. Um, but he's a very, like, visually, it's very arresting, right? The whole yes. show, the whole movie is shot really well. The cinematography is great. Anyway, so I guess we can start dipping into it. Clearly, we're all on the same page here. We liked it. For me, honestly, like, the last time I had this kind of reaction, like, Spider-Man doesn't count because, like, I'm predisposed to loving Spider-Man. And the last movie was pure fan service. It was like, here's everything you want. (laughs) And (laughs) I just felt like it was, it's like almost too easy. So I, I set it outside the rankings. But this movie is up there with Ragnarok for me. It like it made a huge impression and it's like very stylistically divergent from the rest of the Marvel universe. So I would say it's probably I mean if Thor's number one, this is probably number two. Um yeah, I'm gonna have to like simmer on it for a little bit because I think there's more I don't know I don't know what the difference is. I'll have to think about it. But anyway I like, mean you've also seen it twice now. I have. It so. actually like I appreciated the 
I think I was so kind of like, I get really caught up in what's happening next, what's happening next, that I don't like live in the moment as much as I need to yeah. the first time. And I was really appreciating the like, the Raimi flourishes the second time through. I was like, it didn't really pop to me as much, like I said, until the third act the first time. But the right. whole time, like I was noticing the canted camera angles and just like his style in general is just very apparent. Right. And, uh, I don't know. Well, his style, he does a lot of like from the bottom, like up mm. at actors' faces a lot. Well, and he so, even, he even like, threw, threw in like his cheap little thing. Like, he always has a scene of like somebody being frightened, usually a woman from that low angle or yeah. not yeah. from a low angle. And they did that with what's her face? What's her name? The actress? Uh, um, Rachel McAdams. McAdams, yeah. So, like, yeah. when he fell out the window and got impaled on the thing, she's like, ah! <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like perfect Raimi, and I yeah, love it. Yeah. It's it's it, he straddles the line between like corny and cheesy or like silly in a way that's mm-hmm. it is silly and potentially corny, but it, it works the way he manages to do it. He he toes that line, but I don't know. I guess we could go a little bit like bit by bit and just I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were specifically. So well, so yeah, my I. I... So, like, I watched all the trailers, and um, I was really loving, because I don't, I don't shy away from the trailers. I like to, like, really kind of dive into, you know, uh, the universe, and I get kind of into the hype and everything, mm-hmm. and I was really pleasantly surprised that um, the trailer makers for um, that for so long were able to completely hide any inkling that Wanda was the big bad. You know, that was such a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. that when he, when um, he goes to the orchard and the complete reveal is um, to Matt, how is this specific thing? She just reveals the the name or something, right? Like, is that how she reveals it? When Wanda reveal, like she basically she well the 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 dialogue is like um, the hex was easy the lying was hard and I don't know what you're looking for specifically as far as the lying because well, he says I never said the name or something like that. oh yeah because she says America like you can bring America here oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's right yeah, yeah. And that's the moment and, and I'm sure for all that's... of us and like the audience were kind of like oh you realize something's off right then you know right. But yep. you don't realize the extent of it until like the orchard becomes Kalid from Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately well, what I thought. <laughs> well, the funny thing about that, putting a pin on that, is the very not he's not, not been there yet. Say what? Well, yeah, no, no, he has. Yeah, I, he has. Ad, yeah, we won't worry about. It. Have you been to Halig Tree? Uh, no, I don't know where. I not mean, I know. It... I was talking about like the uh, um, Azula. You oh know, yeah, through the the mm-hmm. portal, right? Like you've been to the like the the weird tornado place that you co- go in um, through like the the crumbling um, fair in Missoula, no, in the sky it's like no. the floating city in the sky. <laughs> His face says it all. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll step back from the Elden Ring thing. We got plenty of time to talk about that. Um, the gist of it being when i realized you're right and i had some complaints the about the portal at the uh um it's one it's a portal at the um uh, the belfries like if you have the Im- imbued keys you haven't gotten no you haven't <laughs> i've gone through those? one i've i've gone through the one that takes you back to limgrave 
So there's there's two more portals there. So you haven't gotten the imbued keys to go there yet. No, I I might have them. I just haven't unlocked them. Yet. You know, you don't even well, have to. To be honest, they it's more like Easter eggs than anything. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um thanks ryan what was i gonna say here just stepping away further from elden ring because like the inclination is to talk about that um what was i gonna say so you talked about the pacing i liked how it started yeah. like in media res they were in the middle of a thing i i like that kind of pacing and um the monster fight with like the beholder equivalent you know the starro kind of thing uh one thing i was surprised about you know kind of starting with that is how gruesome the movie kind of is like the death yeah. of that creature with its eye getting popped and ripped out um yeah to right in the middle of uh new york city <laughs> yeah exactly and i but i really liked it i liked that it. it was like a big like stupid monster fight you know in the middle of the city it kind of had the energy of the old spider-man movies in that way yeah um and then America was interesting. I like that she didn't come in hot, like, uh, like super competent and aggressive right off the bat. You know, she was kind of trying to figure it out. And, like, she kind of earns it throughout the course of the movie, like, that confidence through her relationship now, she, with Strange. she's in the comics? She's not typically a, a, um, allied with uh, Doctor Strange. She is with usually other groups of characters, more like the Avengers or the Young Avengers. I had never heard of her before. No, you wouldn't have. I mean, she's a modern... She's fairly new. Like 2012 or something, 2010 is when she debuted as a character. So she's not like mm -hmm. a major fixture in the universe. Okay. They're definitely building towards a Young Avengers, which is like a comic series. And okay. it has Kate Bishop in it, you know, in the comics. And Okay. Uh, what else was I going to say? But anyway, so what about? <laughs> I guess when it when it comes to, comes down to it, like what reaction? How much did you know anything about the Illuminati before going into this, Mark? Nope. Okay. I had, and and, uh, and I have not watched. I, I just want to be clear. I hadn't watched any trailers for this movie. And had you watched What If? Yes. Okay. So, Ryan. Yes. Going into it, had you looked up the Illuminati, or did you not find out about them until you watched it? So I had known of them, and um, I didn't. I I knew of their existence, mm -hmm. but I didn't know really what. I just knew the name. I didn't know what they were, like right. what their organization was. So, and I kind of like looked them up more. And I think you explained a little bit more after the fact to me, right? You know what their organization was. So. So, Mark, you going in blind, um, that scene had to be particularly mind-blowing um, because um, yeah. you had no frame of reference. <laughs> and then, you know, they showed, you know, Black Bolt's there, but that means nothing to most people. I, I didn't you know, know who he was. In Captain Marvel being a different character, you know, it's like that little gold I figured it was up. multiverse kind of thing. Right. But then seeing uh, John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards and then uh -huh. seeing uh, good uh -huh. old Patrick Stewart yeah, uh, I knew Patrick in. Stewart was going to be in it because of the stupid chairs. Yeah, see, and they, they even played see, that. I went flourish. back and watched. I went back and I watched the trailers, mm -hmm. and you do see that like his like wheelchair rolled up. So I'm I'm going to uh... look at you, Ryan, and go. How did you not see that as a major spoiler? So his the, voice is trailers, in it. That's uh, the thing. All the trailers I watched, there was never any chair. It was just his voice, just Patrick Stewart. 
But wouldn't it? Okay. Even if it was his voice, I would have been like, okay, so somehow Professor X from the X-Men series that was Fox originally and is now yeah. part of Disney is going to is going to be in this movie. So that for and me, I, that would have been pissed. That would have pissed me off. No, it it didn't bother me because it's the multiverse, you know. And I was like, oh, cool, they got Patrick Stewart, sweet, you know. And I was more excited for the movie, you know, because I didn't care about that for you know the Spider-Man mm. stuff because of all the rumors about like the Green Goblin and the Doc Ock and stuff. So like that would have pissed know. me off too if I had known that ahead of time. Uh, guess we're just different then like i don't know like, <laughs> I don't it know. made me more excited for the film like to have have those actors and the characters back for the movie i, don't know. I think i would have had a completely different reaction to patrick stewart showing up and then having a scene um i mean a death scene really in the movie i i don't know if i had known that he was going to be in the movie you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? They were like, it didn't, wouldn't have landed as great to me. So I, I agree. Like... I agree with you on that front. For me, once I knew Patrick Stewart was in it, and I saw the implication of like him being among a group of like kind of shadowy figures, I knew it was the Illuminati. Like I didn't know, but I knew. You knew. I knew as much as I could know because he's a member of that group in the comics, and it's a really famous comic arc involving them. And so then it was like excitement because what does that mean? Like, cause Reed Richards is a core member. Like he's absolutely required. And, um, but I agree with you had I not known he was in it and I got to experience that organically, I would have been even more ecstatic than I was like when he did it, it was like the heart jumped out of my, it like jumped in my throat when he said the world's most smartest man, read uh, Richards of the Fantastic Four and he teleports in or whatever I was like oh my fucking god this is exactly what I wanted and you know it's like <laughs> give me what I want and they gave me what I wanted and I knew but I would have also been equally thrilled to see Patrick Stewart had they not ruined that and to Ryan's point they were willing to give that up to shift the focus so people wouldn't know Wanda's role in the movie so because otherwise people would be like well what's the thing you know what I mean? So it was like yeah. a, it was a conscious misdirect, not a misdirect, but they were saying, you know, look over here, wonder about this. That way you don't know the core conceit of the movie that Wanda is totally fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And so I can see that. But to to that to that point, I say I'm on Mark's end of it now. This has sealed it. I am going to try to go on media blackout with these things because I've enjoyed it so much more with the the surprise. Like as much as I loved Reed showing up, me not knowing it on any level or anticipating it to any degree would have like just I may have had a heart attack. <laughs> How do you feel about John Krasinski being perfection? Okay, good because that's the way I felt too. And I just wanted. To, I know you are a huge Fantastic Four fan, so yeah. from the I had seen stuff. fan castings and stuff like that. They they cast like him. That's what was crazy about it. It's like fans for like five or six years have wanted him. They've mocked up photos. And also Emily Blunt, his wife, um, as Sue Storm. And also perfect. Like they're, they're people that like can handle gravitas, but they also have like capability to be funny because the Fantastic Four is also a little silly. Um, Who's the, uh, is it Johnny Storm? Johnny Storm was Chris Evans, right? In the So... How cool would it be if he's like, all right, I'll come back and do it. You know, 
you know, and it's like, you know, it's I, I wonder though if they know? would not do that because it would confuse the shit out of like general audiences that are only following the MCU. But I think that would be great. Yeah. I could see yeah. him being willing to come back for that because he doesn't have to be serious, right? He can have fun with yeah. it. I mean, he would, he was awesome in that character. I know. So. He's the only one worth revisiting, but, um, I know. So were either of you familiar with the Black Bolt character before this? No, but his nope. death was uh, shocking. Yes. <laughs> I everybody, well, yeah. everybody in the theater was like, gaffed <laughs> like, like when that happened. Well, the, the way they portrayed the, the 838 uh, Strange, you know, mm-hmm. um, the Thanos and like, yeah. you know, the Whisper. And then like, I was like, oh my God, he's really powerful. You know, <laughs> exactly. and, and then like, you know, so the the funny thing I saw in a couple of Reddit threads was like, oh, the smartest man, you know, just gives away his power to Wanda, you know, and then <laughs> and then I think to your point, Matt, is that they didn't really showcase Wanda's, you know, um, like what is it the what was what's her power? Her power is literally alter? rewriting reality. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's so no greater re- power. <laughs> yeah, and so like because she's a uh, what's the class of like mutant she is in the comics uh omega level but she's yeah yeah so you know and so they didn't really showcase that to the full potential other than like they couldn't because there's no movie but that like one of my points i i don't know if i talked about this with you i think it was with my brother and this is not a nitpick because it's necessary because of the power levels involved (laughs) there is no battle like at comitage what's that called the the yeah, you got it. Comitage. They they project a force field. While it was very cool and tense when she did that whole thing where she got the guy's head and says run, very creepy. She could just unmake the mountain it's on or unmake all of them, unmake every yeah. element of it because she literally overwrote a town with barely any effort. It was right. like trivial for her to do that. So well, she says that she was holding back. Right. It's almost like she... So, and you can say that. Like, that's a justification. She doesn't want to just erase everybody because she has some semblance of morality left. And so people are talking about, like, oh, well, she's like a night and day twist from WandaVision. And I don't agree with that. So that's something I wanted to actually bring up, is that people said that she was had gone too far and it was, like, too much based on where she was in WandaVision. But the thing is, she did... She committed an atrocity in WandaVision. She didn't yeah, kill she did. people, but like she enslaved people for like what a year? Yeah. They were effectively yeah. being tortured against their will. Like And for... how many times did you see them where you could kind of see their They were like frozen. Come... Yeah. Frozen yeah. and like yeah. you could tell that they were like, Help me. Help but us. Like, and yeah. She got away with it scot free. Like there was yep. no repercussions so... for her other than she lost her family, but like she deserved that for like what she had think... done to everybody. The greatest misdirection they've done in WandaVision was making, like, spinning the viewership to think that she's the good guy in that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people forgave her that because, like, because it's good writing and they built up, like, all of her suffering. So she's a very empathetic character despite the things Mm -hmm. she was doing. Like, you wanted to root for her even though what she was doing is objectively wrong on every level. Yeah. And... They did. It, she feels a little two dimensional in this movie because of how evil she seems to become at a certain point. You know, she's chasing like a zombie and shit like that, and crawling out of yeah. that gong, like something out of yeah. a horror movie or something that is out of a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. But 
I think you can attest that can come from like her further corruption because of the dark hold, you know, like she was precarious before she had a a weird mental state before that. And it just like pushed her over the edge. Right. And I felt, I think it felt organic. So you, do you guys feel kind of the same way that it didn't seem too rushed? Cause they gave her a full six hour mini series to explore how damaged she was. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. But apparently it's been extremely divisive pretty much predicated solely on that there's a lot of people that also don't like how horror-ish it is for an mcu movie but that's just down to taste um i don't know and that was one of the things i was confused about like i think it's very clear that she had serious issues and that there's nothing surprising about the turn when you think about it i was surprised you know i thought she was still inherently okay um i don't know so but yeah, that whole fight scene with the Illuminati, I think it's one of those deals where um, it was a moment where they could, because those characters can't exist right now, so it's a way of demonstrating her power level without like completely imbalancing the movie. Right. Yeah, and you've seen uh, the Invincible uh, show, Mark, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was basically the Omni-Man you know, showcase. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, that yeah. she could basically take out. Um, um, oh my gosh! The in the beginning, what are those? I'm totally blanking. Guardians Matt. of the Globe. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They're not necessarily famous, so it's okay. That you don't I know. Remember that. So like, but I read the series right after that, and I'm still blanking on it. But um, so yeah, the basically showcasing her powers, you know, and how quickly she can demolish, you know, superheroes, spaghettifying. Yeah. And, you know, read. <laughs> and the thing I liked about it, um, she was basically, they, she basically, 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 um, showed that she was effectively unstoppable. Mm-hmm. She, they didn't beat her in the end, like through physical means. They convinced her that she was a piece of shit and she accepted yeah. that. It is kind of like the movie ends and she's defeated because she's willing to see the damage she's done. She has that spark of humanity left where she, is humbled right but yeah like until that point she's effectively unstoppable she's like thanos thanos level threat the 838 version kind of like you know the dreamwalk version Mm -hmm. 616 they kind of like had a moment between each other and that's kind of what ended the movie what ended the threat right so she was the only thing that was ultimately in the end to be able to stop her and I think that's extremely powerful and cool, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that, I mean, you guys like it as much as I do. I guess I thought there might be like a little more contention, but I guess we're all just completely on board with what they gave us. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, for no, this I tr- mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say like, I was on board with everything that was transpired. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, it was shocking to see her as the bad guy. Cause I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what exactly I was expecting. If there was anything that disappointed me, it was that I really wish there were more. We could have seen more multiverses. Yeah, because yeah. like when he was flying through them so quickly, it, like it was goes too through a quick. Yeah, one and mm-hmm. going through all the, it's the like paint one, the paint and, yeah. one, and yeah, and then she's like, yeah, you don't want to. You know, the worst part about being in the paint world is you can't eat, eating, finding <laughs> food. Yeah, but. I would have loved to have seen more than that, just that. They put weird... a pretty major cosmic being in the very first uh, dimension they skip through together when they run. I don't know if you've remembered, there's like kind of a being, like it shows like the head and shoulders 
of like uh kind of like a stoic it may have look, looked like a sachi to you but he had like cloth drap, draped over his face and he had glowing eyes like a giant um mm. so that's a cosmic being called the living tribunal and so it's a pretty major thing like in marvel lore and i thought i was excited uh-huh. to see it like it's it surpasses the watcher even you know it's like wow okay there's a tier of super powerful cosmic beings and he's up there i think he's beyond galactus even so it was interesting that they actually showed him um Hmm. uh you know about because of the eternals and um man i can't even remember them the celestials the celestials he's beyond that too or as a as an entity so oh wow anyway just thought i'd mention that since I, i noticed it but yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's all there really is to say. We we liked it, so <laughs> there's not a lot of di- discussion to be had there. I guess at that point, I don't. I'm definitely looking forward to Thor. Um, yep, it looks like more goodness, and I'm gr- mm-hmm. really glad that they gave Natalie Portman the role, you know, to be the mm-hmm. female Thor because it's been a pretty. It was a pretty big. It's a classic modern Thor story, and uh, I'm glad she'll have something to do. Right, just other yeah. Than, because they really underutilized her in the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there yeah, wasn't much for yeah. her. So well, she wasn't even in Ragnarok. So no, but I think she saw what they had to offer, and then they gave her that. Uh oh, it's a creep. <laughs> but uh, all right, we are in somewhat of a timer. So the verdict's out. Multiverse of Madness is good. Yeah, yeah. three thumbs, three thumbs up, six thumbs up. <laughs> Somebody's pulling a gladiator over here. Um, that moves us on to our final conversation topic, which people can skip if they're tired of hearing us say it. Um, but Elden yeah. Ring and Reigns wa- Supreme and Eternal. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk to Mark about it. I want your immediate thoughts because you're kind of fresh back at it again. Fresh back at it? No, you, took, you mean at the podcast. But not just the podcast, but like you took like you weren't able to play it as much until the last few days. Yeah, you like you uh, took a road trip and like yeah, you've been working. working. Yeah. Um. Okay. So <laughs> the game, man. It's like <laughs> no game. I can't. You know, I was sitting here trying to think because like early on, I was thinking, yeah, this is a great game. But there have been other games that have hooked me in the past. <laughs> But now that I've been like a hundred and what eighty hours in this game, mm-hmm. and I still can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yep. I I think now it's probably the best game I've ever played. Wow. I, and yeah. I I can't believe I'm saying this uh, about a FromSoft game. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was when I found out that John, my brother-in-law. He's streaming the game now. He got it a couple days ago, and he's streaming it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, started it. What's his I streamer was, name? Do you know? Uh, Fanable. Okay. Fanable. Yeah. Yep. Um, he. Uh, I mean, I was super excited. I was so stoked. I ran. I was like, I got home yesterday, <laughs> and I saw that he was like streaming, and I was like, Hey, Sarah, I'm gonna go over to your. I'm gonna go over to your brother's real quick. So I went over. <laughs> I hung out with him while he was streaming the game. Right. Um, and you can hear you can hear Mark and him talking on the stream. <laughs> you know, they're like having a conversation while he's trying to like fight Margaret. <laughs> right. Dude, I mean, I I I can watch the game. I find that it's equally as fun to watch as it is to play. Because uh, you have an appreciation I've, for like what the person's going through, like yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I finally get why people like 
these kind of games because it yes it's challenging but man the reward for when you do it and the and the the elation that you get for complete uh, beating somebody that you've just you know that just d- annihilated you 15 <laughs> 20 times previously right. is great mm-hmm. and the th- but the thing even more so than that i think what this game does far better than any other game or open world game for that matter is the is the exploration like it is the fact that you could go anywhere mm-hmm. yeah sure you might get your ass kicked <laughs> but and find not might <laughs> well and find gear and stuff like that and that you i don't know man i just ah i love it so much so and I to can't that get point, enough. that's that's my favorite thing about these these games from this company, is that barring a few of the entries, Bloodborne and uh, Sekiro, you can go far off the beaten path, and you'll be rewarded with like a really powerful weapon or a spell or some other kind of equipment. Like you find meaningful upgrades that you can get, quote unquote, out of sequence. You're not tied to gear level or character level to get these things. Yeah, there are some stat requirements, but yes. even those can be relatively trivial with like other boosts. Mm-hmm. And right. that's that I think is like outside of like overcoming the adversity of it. You know, you always have like a tool, like there's always a hundred different ways to approach a scenario mm-hmm. and you have hope no matter how difficult it is. It's like gain some more levels, change around your stats, find some fresh gear there, get there's some always stones, that potential. Get some uh, grave wart, mm-hmm. um, build up your try different try different summons. The fact, I mean that. Oh man, I. <laughs> I <laughs> All right, I. It, you know, I was trying to Ryan's, think of another okay. another game. I was trying to think of another game, and the only game I can think of that maybe comes somewhat close, but doesn't even still doesn't come close is Skyrim. Hmm. But the problem with Skyrim that this game doesn't have is that that game. Um, the scaling? No, it's the talking to the talking to everybody because it <laughs> puts you into like a mini cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of takes you out of the game. So you prefer the now, less is more approach? I think I'm coming to uh, coming along or coming around on that. However, I will still say that this game's questing system is by far one of the worst. It is. It's inscrutable. <laughs> That's yeah. the only word for the it. The fact that you have to reload to get things to change is it, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. In yeah, 2022, cool. that shouldn't be happening. The fact that you have to go to the Wikipedia and when you're following like steps for it, and you get to a, a part of the step where it says, "Now Rest reload the, the area." Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Reload the area to continue this. The it's like, you know, because what that means is that you had to have left the NPC and come back at a later point to, mm-hmm. you know, do something else to have, have happened. Right. You know. So, um, but to I, your point, Mark, about exploration, um, I'm. On journey two, I am level two fifty two, and while trying to get back to the lift, I have discovered a new site of grace in an area that I've never been to before. That's such a great feeling. <laughs> Which blows lift? my mind. The deck the, lift. The, yeah, the the main lift. So is like, it the one in the valley down to the east of it, or whatever? I, I, I mean, no, it's it's up near the. Um, 
the mausoleum compound, there's like another site of grace up there hmm. that I've had never been to before. <laughs> so Ryan, yeah, <clears throat> you were you're effusive about it. I want to give you some time to like if there's any other things you want to say as far as just general thoughts. I mean, I kind of agree with Mark. I was such a completionist the first journey that even after I had beaten the game, I was just so like, gotta explore every cave, gotta find every dungeon, gotta, you know, get every talisman, gotta give every, you know, you know, and I, I got every um, Erd Tree, uh, like, I, I don't know if they're called bubble tears or whatever they're called, they like, but. Y- y- so you know what I'm talking about. So there's 32 of them, and I got them all. The flask um, ingredients. Yeah, the physics flat, the physics tier, whatever. Um, the, the one thing I find interesting on Journey Two is that um, when you beat a great enemy, or when you like, um, and they drop like a weapon or something that you already have, like mm-hmm. you get a second version of it even spirit ashes Mm -hmm. like i have i have two lone wolves and i like (laughs) one is like plus four and one is plus one and i'm like well what do i do with the plus one (laughs) you know it's just like you know um because i don't now you can do wield whatever double weapon you have right yeah Mm -hmm. so with the weapons you know i could i could dual wield them so that that's fine but i thought it was interesting with the spirit ashes that I'm going to be starting to get like double of right. them. Cause I can't, you can't like have, you know, two sets of them out. So mm. and you sell I, thought them? That was... I don't remember. You can, but it's a trivial, trivial amount of, of okay. runes. You can sell the spirit ashes. Maybe you can, but I guess I meant uh, more or less objects, objects that you can sell in general. Like, like the most valuable yeah. things in the game are like a thousand runes. Yeah. Right. So, and I've already started to get like, double talismans i think yeah the lightning scorpion charm like i just got a second one and i was like what am i gonna do with the second one <laughs> it shouldn't ma- you know what when you get a second one of those they shouldn't make it like a plus one or plus two or so well they already have those in the game for certain things mm-hmm. so right, like certain talismans are like you know plus one or i, like I it's agree a plus... with mark saying though that, like yeah <clears throat> i think there should be a little more mechanical reward other than more runes for like each subsequent thing you should be able to yeah or maybe you know with the crafting system you add two plus ones together two plus twos together you know what i mean yeah i mean and and that could be something that you know they could do in a later patch like if you're in a like a journey you're in journey one you know it's supposed to be a plus one maybe you could like turn to tell into a plus one you know mm-hmm. you take the two because you have two of them now you could turn it into you know a lightning scorpion charm plus one right you know and make it more make it better so they that could be something they could do mm-hmm. so but uh, until now just you know have two of them i i don't even know if i could sell extra talismans but so um, I think you can sell that because it's equipment yeah so are you running around with different weapons ryan or are you just uh is there? Do you have one that you prefer to run around with? He and I both oh. have like settled on the same two <laughs> weapons. <laughs> yeah. So it is. Talk uh, to me about the, this. I, I want to know. So, um, if I, I sent you the video in uh, the chat, did you watch that? That yeah, when the I kill, claw weapon. It, it, it's it's you'll get it. It's. Have I think you I, might, I think I already have it. 
Yeah, Did you fight the Falling Star Beast? Yes. Falling Star Beast. Okay, so you have it. It is uh, the Falling Star Star Beast jaw. Okay. And so it um, basically it's one of the best like distance poise breaking weapons in the game that we found. Um, it basically when you test it out, like um, level it up as much as you can, and just like I go to um, the best. Best thing to test it on is that giant in Stormbill, right, right before Godric. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, you, like you turn around. That's that's the best weapon testing um, giant. That's what uh, Fextra Life, the guy on the the forums or the the wiki, he tests all his builds or all weapons on that giant because you it's the like you go there and you can target the giant and test whatever you can test bleed weapons. You know, kill the little two little guys next to him. But go and just like target him and basically probably stun him and he falls on the ground in like two hits. So the advantage of the thing <clears throat> mechanically is the R2 or the L2 mm -hmm. is its weapon art is ranged. It's got a significant range for what it is. So would you say it's like 50 yards or something like that? Is it... Yeah, it's like it's, like, it's mm -hmm. not quite as far as some spells. But like so it allows like you to maybe... keep a relatively safe distance is the point. And mm -hmm. it casts relatively quickly. And then if you combine it with uh, two talismans, there's one that reduces FP cost. Which which one is that? Is that the carrion? The, uh, the carrion. Yeah, yeah, I use that with my uh, with my uh, moon veil right now. And then what's mm -hmm. the one for boosting the damage for um, um, skills? Is... I should know the, this because I'm the one that it's the the warrior. Uh, jar shard. shard. Okay, yeah. So you won't. You're not going to have that for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That boosts damage. But what I'm saying here is, the effect of it is ranged. It breaks poise in two to three hits. Sometimes one hit if they're lower level creatures. And it's also partially AOE. And that like if you've got a tightly grouped pack, it'll hit all of them. And so, oh, okay. in the cost, the FP ratio to the amount of damage and stagger it does is second to none. There's nothing that comes mm. close to it outside of like a, well, a free effect, like a heavy weapon that staggers. That's the okay. only thing I can think of that doesn't cost a tremendous amount of FP, doesn't have a tremendous windup. And so okay. this weapon, and the nice thing about it is even if you run out of FP, it's extremely formidable as just a pure melee weapon too because it staggers. It's a heavy weapon. Yeah, and it's, so it's Ryan, a good, it's a colossal weapon. It's got a good combo. So if you hit like RB, 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 mm -hmm. you know, you do like a nice kind of swing. And each and one staggers a... like even the biggest enemies or the most yeah. um, poisedful. Mm -hmm. And so I would say start playing around with that. Ryan folded a, another build that we had, which was a lance. It's not a lance, it's a sword, but if it works like a lance, that dragon uh, sword where we were doing sword and shield basically where you can poke you can stay in a permanent guarded position and poke the enemies without taking damage there's a, a bunch of ways you can still take damage despite that i showed that to john yesterday because he was he found a spear and he found a shield that's i i showed him that you want to use a shield that's got a hundred like 100 100 uh block physical block yeah physical block but the thing is uh what's the what's the stat line guard break guard 
boost guard boost guard boost there's a there's a a stat on all shields called guard boost and the fingerprint shield has when you level it up to max it has 90 guard boost and then if you use the great shield talisman it's 100 percent guard so nothing can get through it and it takes barely a chip off your stamina to block so when you combine that with a thing like the lance where you can do pokes I went down, for example, the other night, I think yesterday or the night before, to fight the bird that we farm um, because I wanted to see what it would be like up close with that shield and sword combo. And um, it could do nothing. It couldn't get through it. It was flailing, throwing its whole body at me the entire time. I wasn't doing a ton of damage because it's not a super powerful weapon, but I poked it to death and it was a trivial fight. It just took a little bit because it wasn't doing a ton of damage. And so I was completely safe the whole time. It was kind of like that video that Ryan showed you of him fighting the Knight's Cavalry. You know, there's a few attacks that sometimes they can blindside you if you're not careful. Yeah. Because they can get around the shield. Right. They do like a big kind of swing and they can get behind you. And if they're like pulling in, they they do like. But for example, like we can can tank a rune bear or one of those fucking lobsters with 100% efficiency. Like you, they cannot get you. They can't you, do you got, you got the fingerprint shield, didn't you, Mark? I have it, yeah. So the problem is, though, so, to utilize that with another weapon and then not be overburdened, you need a tremendous amount of strength and endurance. So Yeah. I, I definitely don't have the strength and the endurance to wield it correctly. So that's why I would so, say a good leveling weapon, and it kind of makes it easy mode, as Aaron, or Aaron Ryan proved... When he beat the game with the Falling Star Beast Jaw after like mm-hmm. I brought it up to him because I had already beaten the game. And the amount of stagger and pure damage it does for the amount of FP is incredible. And so okay. I think you should toy around with it. Like take a look, yep. level it up to the point that you can, at least are, plus nine. What are the stats? So it scales off three, um, strength, dex, and intelligence. And Hold on. Well, it, I have all that. So. Exactly. And it scales more off intelligence than the other two. Good. It's intelligence. Wait, wait, wait. I'm highest. sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. It scales more off dex. But oh. it, yeah, there's str- diminishing strength, returns. Dex, intelligence. There's diminishing returns on the strength and deck. Well, all of it, actually. So, honestly, you don't have to go over, like, 55 or 60 strength or dex. And you're not going to get an appreciable increase on that. Okay. So, um you just want to make sure they're somewhat balanced amongst each other and you're going to do like i said you're going to have seeing is believing trying is believing ryan had this whole thing where i discovered and i was like i think this is good and then he tried it and he was like oh yes this is good (laughs) you know like that (laughs) that confirmation because he went are you still are you still using like a um a staff or uh a staff and using magic in your other hand barely it i've i've had this issue where we don't need it anymore right because we're on the second journey and i've beaten the game a second time and i didn't need magic for pretty much anything i've just got like a a personal attachment to to investing so much in magic early that i don't want to take i like don't want to respec and take points out of it because then i wouldn't be able to use like the carrion regal staff and i don't want to lose that ability but if i'm being honest with myself i'm either using the the sword and lance or sword and shield or just the jaw and i might convert to what ryan's doing and carrying the jaw and shield but that's going to require some rebalancing of my stats yeah he'll need more endurance because so are tr- you using the you're using the the finger shield then correct the it's jaw. the only shield worth using if you want to go full defense because it'll block anything so then you're two-handing the jaw 
No, yeah. you don't have to because it, the weapon. Oh, arc, no, no, no. Are you doing that? So currently, I don't have enough endurance to not be overloaded. It's not just heavy load. Well, let's put it this way: I could wear light armor or no, or you know, like cloth or something like that, and carry the shield and the jaw. But um, I want to be able to wear my uh, knight's cavalry set. I really like that. Or even better, if you want to just be a pure tank, there is the. Uh, what is it? What's the name of it? The bull, uh, bull, bull goat. goat armor. It, it, I think you should have that mark because you you did all the volcano letters, right? I killed the dude that uh, you, the 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 guy that's uh, uh, patches. No, well, patches is dead. Yeah, I killed <laughs> patches, and I killed the guy that uh, is roasting the um, the crabs. Oh, you're a monster. But that doesn't tie into what he was asking. Why would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> no, because well, you those have, are really good buffs. I, because you have to. Yeah, I know. I I learned that now. Uh, but um, because you have to have patches, I think, to be able to get the invitation to go and kill that guy. You don't have to kill him ever. No, the, not the volcano letters. Mm-hmm. I have all I done. I've already completed all of the books. So let me ask you this, because I think you're a little turned around. There is one of the assassination quests for Volcano Manor is given to you by Patches. And Mm -hmm. the assassination location is that magma cave where you probably encounter your first magna um, Drake or whatever it's called. Yeah. Did you do that assassination attempt there? There wasn't an assassination attempt there. Well, it's because you didn't get it from Patches. So that's where you would have gotten it. Right. That's so if Patches is dead, yes, you'll never get it about this run. <laughs> okay. Patches right. died uh, when he asked for mercy, and I didn't give it to him. Yeah, and that's oh. kind of messed up. If you find him late, you can kill him really easily, too. And you wouldn't necessarily know, because there's literally no other enemy that gives up. I was in mid-swing when he... Yeah. So, like, he goes, have mercy, and I hit him. And blah, blah. <laughs> I was like... Okay. <laughs> to, on, to be honest, he's a shit, and he has it coming anyway. But it sucks that you miss out on that armor, but it's no big deal. Ultimately, but, uh, um, yeah, I, and it sucks that I missed out on the uh, whole um, um, resource that 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 guy like cooks like all those different types of uh, sea yeah. creatures. But uh, he was a dick, and I didn't think I needed to um, pay him a thousand runes for the. the he warms up to you over time. Does he? Yeah, because he was like, because he yeah he was a complete ass. So he I gets like, better, but I agree with you. <laughs> So it's not like I'm judging you, but <laughs> what you think now, of like Jarbane and stuff like that, I can understand why you give me grief. Yes, there was yeah. no excuse for that one. <laughs> Jarbane. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just like I'm in agreement with Mark that the quest system in this game is shit because like I, I can't believe that he's missing out on this armor set because he accidentally killed Patches. Mm-hmm. Like that just that's that's just it's it in next tape next playthrough. That's what they I know. And that's why they I mean, I can't say that's solely why, but there yeah. there's a built in mechanic to remedy that. You miss it the first time, well, try again. Yeah. You know, I and I could start another character. Like on my I, on my you're already PC too deep. character <laughs> you freak. On my P- <laughs> PC character, I'm 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 you know, I didn't kill the the one the the one dude. Oh wait, I did kill the Damn it. You're a serial killer I, in all worlds. Uh, no, I killed. Um, I didn't kill Jarbane, and I didn't kill. Um, 
but I did kill the guy that cooks the food. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you killed Bob. He just wants to cook his his but I didn't crabs, cook man. I saved patches. <laughs> okay. Also, okay, um, I'm a little pissed off about the Bach situation <laughs> because it's I another... thought I was doing the right thing by sending him to Renala to get rebirthed. It's, it just further reinforces what you two are already complaining about. Yes, the way to save him, there is no indicator that that would be what you would need because you need to get that, those stupid items that say the phrases, but they seem like they have no mechanical value. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ryan? Oh, those oh, yeah. okay. Those like little mask thing that yeah. What are they yeah. called? I can't remember. Um, prattling peats or something yeah. like that. Or so what peats, happens yeah. is he wants to turn human because right. he thinks that'll solve his problems. If you find one of those prattling peats, the one that says you're beautiful, and you play that for him, it changes his mind. What's happening there? What happened story wise is that he tries to use a larval tear, and it turns it changes him like he wants him to, but you have to have a special thing, a special item that only you have as the player to be able to survive that change. It's so mechanically, you know, you how you can respec with a larval tier. Yeah, it's it's a rebirth, as they call it inside the game. It's like right. ma- letting you make a new choice and be something different. Renala, when you beat Renala, you get an item. I don't know Ryan if you remember what it's called, but it's what explicitly allows you to utilize larval tiers and do the rebirth. No one. Yeah. Ex- only a person that gets that it's item. The, it's the it's the great rune. Yeah. Is it the great rune itself? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So only somebody that has that rune can use a larval tier, and Bach doesn't know that, and you don't necessarily oh. know it either. And so when he does oh, it, yeah. it kills him. Oh. And that's the tragedy of Bach's oh. story. So what happens to him when you give him the larval tier? Like uh, it's uh, in the wiki, it just says he will not respond when talked to yeah. if you rest again. His quest line will end. So what yes. happens to him? So when I went there, I saw him there, like crouched down on the ground. He was crouched down like he normally is, but he was human. Yeah. I went over to talk to him, and it's just three dots. And I t- tried it two or three different times because you know it's a FromSoft game, so you have to keep trying. <laughs> um, and it just kept coming up three dots. And I was like, okay, well, so then I did my rebirth and um, try, I was trying a different weapon and I didn't like it. So I came back to do another rebirth back mm-hmm. and he was dead. So I was like, what? He was dead. <laughs> he was dead and there so, was nothing there to pick up. So, so I that's interesting because like, it doesn't say anywhere in the wiki about that, that he dies. It, it, he does. It's. He, I'm surprised it doesn't totally say that because it's a known thing. <laughs> if you follow his quest the way he thinks he wants it, he dies. You. The only way to save him is to not engage with him, or to tell him he's beautiful. <laughs> well, if is. it says you do, if you do neither of the options, this will move him right outside the Ray Lucar Grand Library, ending the quest line. Because um, if you don't choose, so. But I chose the you're beautiful, and he stayed in the capital. Because you right? followed his questline correctly. Okay. Did you get anything for it? I mean, he he was just there for the rest of the game. Like, even after I beat the game, like, he Box was still there. Box Precious Life is gifted enough. <laughs> anyway, yeah, see, th- <clears throat> this could... That, okay... This that highlights my issue with the whole questing system in yeah. the game. And they've always been that way. I think he uh, likes it being that way. Yeah. Later on, it says upon resting, he will move next to Renala. He will 
be reborn into human form, and he will not respond when talked to. If you rest again, he will die. Hmm. Yeah. If only Mark had not just said that. Well, it so it doesn't say that in like the truncated version mm-hmm. in the higher part of the wiki, but it says it under the sixth encounter in the detailed version below. Right. Anyway, we're a little past yeah. time here. You probably have to go, right? Yeah, it's getting. I'm turning into a pumpkin. Yeah, man, I could talk about Elden Ring all night long. <laughs> yeah, I have so many I... stories. <laughs> oh, so do I. Like, um... and that's the cool thing. We all probably have. Well, if we don't have anything new to talk about in general, we could maybe just do like another in-depth like Elden Ring chat next week or something. For sure. I mean, because like, um, I didn't even get to talk about my shows like The Shield and oh, um, I'm sorry, Domino Masters. It's all right. I mean, I we could do that next week and then just go right into Elden Ring. Okay. Which, um, so. Do you want to talk about them now, or do you have to go? <laughs> I mean, we're watching The Shield, we're on season six, and then Domino <laughs> Masters is kind of like Elden Ring, or kind of like... Um, Elden not... Ring? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> How is uh, Domino Masters like Elden Ring? I am very I interested know. in Domino Masters. This is a show that I really want to watch. <laughs> it's obvious what I want to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it's, uh, did you guys ever watch Lego Masters? Yes. I believe so, it. Libby and I really liked it. I mean, Domino Masters is just, I, I don't know if it's by the same producers or what, but they basically, um, it's, they're building, it, they take 16 hours to build uh, like a Domino Rube Goldberg type thing where they mm-hmm. basically topple it and then through, you know, it goes upstairs, goes downstairs, it's big, you know, it's a really kind of neat thing that they kind of do and if, um, it's a contest, so they're competing against like four different teams. So <laughs> if one of the teams doesn't topple properly, like one of their buildings doesn't topple all the way, or if it stops and it needs to get like, you know, helped going again during the middle of the topple, like the actual contest, you know, they might might be eliminated or something. So, hmm. and then it's ten episodes. I think the finale is probably this week i think it actually is this week so we'll probably finish it by next week and um what uh, is it streaming hulu okay so yeah it was the I'd same thing that. on lego masters yeah that's no, in the realm really of funny. reality quote-unquote tv that i would watch so yeah it's it's really interesting like uh and it's hosted by eric stone street <laughs> and um who's the um chick from the wonder years winnie cooper yeah, uh, well, I don't yeah, remember the, her real act, name. But she's one of the judges. Okay, so, I haven't um, seen her in anything probably since then. Yeah, so, um, but it's it's just really fun, and uh, they do kind of themes. So, like, um, I think one of the one of the themes one of the weeks was kind of like a movie night. So they had to kind of like you know, it followed like a movie theme kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's it's been a fun show. So we're enjoying it. So yeah, okay. it's it's up there. It's a it, forty two minutes, you know, kind of network TV. Yeah, you know, I'll check but, that out. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I enjoyable. Oh, yeah, they go through. Quick. Well, they oh, go ahead. through like quarterfinal, uh, like qualifiers, quarterfinals, semifinals. They start out with like, I don't know if it's eight or it, it's a bigger pool of teams, and then they hammer it down, you know, to okay. the the finale. So. Right. Real quick before we go, Matt, are you still liking ghosts? 
yeah we finished season one i was bummed i thought there was more than one season so like it 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 ends abruptly it doesn't feel like a season finale and it's like episode 18 which is a weird number you know you think it'd be like 20 or 22 or right like 13 or something yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it was like just enough to like throw me off because it didn't have the tone of a, a finale so yeah well, apparently it's coming back, so it's one of those things. It took me it took me a few episodes to warm up to the characters. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were like a little stiff, but then I yep. the only one that I'd never warmed up to and still haven't quite is Thor. Um, <laughs> his whole abrasive screaming thing, like I'm okay. Like he works like in a you know a group, but I don't like him when he's isolated all that much. So, <laughs> but I definitely like the show, and I like that there's no conflict between. Um, her and him about her seeing yeah. ghosts. Like, there's no him yeah. fighting it. I, I would, right. I would have in its instantly hated it if that had become a plot point. Right. I don't think we would have liked it either as much. But yeah, the fact that he's like on, totally on board with like her being able to see him and stuff. Yeah. Kind of wish he would be able to see him. I, too, I'm sure that's an I upcoming that, gimmick. Yeah, they're gonna do something with that. So Mark, Mark, not Mark, Ryan, you should, you should watch it. It's nice and light and funny. Yeah. All right. It's a whole Put story. it on the list. All right. It's on Paramount? Yep. So, let me say the thing. Uh, Well, this is the end of the show. So, while we are mostly wrong, we will keep trying to get it right. I will talk to you guys next time. All right. right. See you guys. See you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.